Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Batalden with uh, Continuing Education Workforce Training, and uh, this is Sweet Talk. Um, and uh, we're into our third season of Sweet Talk. We're very proud to have that. And we have a special guest on the show, and we have a couple esteemed members of our sweet team on the show today so uh paul's not here so i that gives me opportunity to tease him next time we're on the show but we're not missing anything with paul because scott you're on the show scott stevens oh i'm i'm scott stevens i'm i'm glad to be here um with with all of you um but hey uh, my job i'm the uh i'm actually the business consultant for the continuing education workforce training but i also coordinate a event that's coming up pretty excited about it's called the construction combine um it's sponsored by isu um also by home depot and our our special guests today are a big partner of it um agc and so we're excited for that coming up it's march 31st and april 1st of this of this year we're doing it we've got clearance you know, I, I I got the email today that hey we're good to hook. Right and on. So at least I think I did. I got the email. I haven't necessarily read it. It's like encrypted, <laughs> um, but I think we're good to hook. And so okay. I'm pretty excited about that. Well, and 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 it, it, you've said it now publicly, so they can't go back now. That's Scott. right. That's right. That's look, it's on their plate now. It's on <laughs> that's their right. Plate. We we've announced it. We're going for it. Um, <laughs> Gary, you're on the show with us today, the director. And uh, Gary, uh, how you been? Good. You've been crazy been busy. Good. And it's good to be back and see you, Jason. Uh, and Scott, glad to have you on board. I, I, I was thinking earlier the challenge is going to be for Wayne to get a word in edgewise between you and me. <laughs> we're going to have to watch ourselves on this. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, so uh, we're ready to go. Let, let me uh, let me just say something here. Wayne, uh, Wayne Hammond has been uh, gracious enough to join us here on Sweet Talk and uh, – uh, it, it's gratifying to hear, have him here with Scott, who will uh, be our, our special guy putting the ad libs in. But Wayne is the uh, the chief executive officer for AGC here in Idaho, so he fills a very special place in uh, in the commercial industry, construction industry, and, and we're glad to have him on board talking about what AGC does. So, Wayne, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'd like to start this, just uh, give everybody an opportunity to learn a little bit more about you. I'll ask you to say a few things about, you know, yourself and how you got into AGC, but I'd like to start with, you are a long time, your family's long time resident of Idaho. <laughs> I, I looked at wow, six generations. My family moved to Idaho about 30 years before statehood, 1864. Wow. Uh, <laughs> And we've lived in eastern Idaho ever since. So I grew up just up the road from ISU. I spent many a night doing homework at the ISU library. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. So you are a native. That That's great to have, have you here. All right. So, Scott, you wait in any time you want, but I want to let him lead with the first uh, The first response here is talking about AGC. What is AGC? What are you doing in Idaho? And uh, and just let us know. Sure. You know, uh, most people, everybody in the construction industry, I think, has heard of the term AGC. For those who aren't familiar with this, the Associated General Contractors. And even though we have general contractors right in our name, over half of our members are actually specialty contractors, electricians, painters, plumbers, those type of things. And so we represent the entire side of the commercial industry. Uh, if you're uh, in a building, if you attend church, if you go to a hospital, chances are an Idaho EGC member built that facility. We also build the roads and bridges and the utility lines that connect them all together. So from Everything in your house from electricity and water and sewer to the place you work, the place you worship, the place you learn, uh, chances are an agency member touched that. We have over 600 member companies all across the state uh, with a really high concentration there in the eastern Idaho area. Uh, it's the one place where folks in the commercial industry can all sit at the table as equals. We have union members, we have non-union members, we have large international members, we have small local members. Um, and uh, we have family-owned members, we have corporate members. It's uh, the one place where if you're in the commercial industry, you can sit at the table and share ideas and work together. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I just want to clarify, commercial is not residential, but within a residential development, there's there's also off opportunities there for construction workers on pipes, electrical, and all that too. So it's integrated within residential development, right? It very much is. Our members do the sidewalks, the roads, the sewer systems, the telephone lines, all the things that builds the subdivision out uh, is done by an AGC member. Then we turn it over to the home builders who come in and actually construct the, the single family dwellings. Now, if you live in an apartment complex, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. Uh, our members build all the multifamily housing in the state. Right. Um, but single family folks um, have their own association. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of single family co contractors. And so they have a, their own association, the home builders. And they all. Hey, hey, Wayne. Uh, your internet yeah. broke up there. Just your internet. That's okay, though. Just uh, go back to. It's okay. Just go back and <laughs> fill in the blanks there. This, this is uh, this is 2021, man. We're we're this is how podcasting and recording goes. We all know that inter, uh, internets uh, are flaky. So just touch I'm base. Sorry back. about that. I, no, no, no. It's I, nothing. To apologize for it. Just. Just touch base on that, the last comment. We sure. missed that one. I just say that there are so many home builders and it's such a unique industry. They have their own association separate from our commercial. Now, there are places where a contractor may do both and he may belong to both associations. But in, in most developed markets, uh, home building and commercial building are two separate fields. <laughs> Wayne, could I could I kind of jump in? I just have a couple of quick questions. Like I, or just one really in particular, but like I... So I go out into the into the area and talk to different businesses, and I've talked to quite a few contractors that have been involved. Um, and it's it's really quite surprising. I didn't really know too much about AGC until we started doing the construction combine and stuff. Um, but I, it's really interesting to see how many members from our area, from Eastern Idaho, are, are members of AGC. What attracts what attracts a contractor or an individual to come and be part of AGC? Well, that's great, Scott. You know, we do a lot of things, uh, but we do four things really uh, well, and I'll try to hit on each of them quickly. Uh, the first is that 
we're a constant advocate for our industry. Uh, I'm a registered lobbyist. We actually have six registered lobbyists here at the state level. We've got 15 registered lobbyists in Washington, D.C., all working on our members' half. And that's everything from the governor to the legislature to the mayor of Pocatello, the mayor of Idle Falls. We're in contact with them. We're working with the tribal governments. Anything we can do to advocate for the construction industry. That's our primary number one mission. The number two mission is, is that we are the largest network of construction professionals in the state. And if you wanna be plugged in and get to know people and uh, attend a fun golf tournament or have a beer with somebody, AGC is the place to do that. We have a poker tournament, we have shooting tournaments, we have four golf tournaments. Uh, we do all kinds of events so that people can mix and mingle. We also spend a lot of resources trying to make our members uh, better and safer. So we do safety training. We do uh, QuickBooks training. We do leadership training. We do uh, all sorts of things. We have a health plan. So if you need health insurance, we can help you cover your employees. We have a retirement plan. We have a plan center where we collect all the uh, jobs that are out there bidding and put them in one place. And so anything we can do to help a company be better, safer, more profitable, we've probably got our hands in it. And then the last item, which leads into the construction combine is, AGC is the place where construction companies go to tackle tough problems. Our number one problem in Idaho is that we can't find enough construction workers. There's lots of work to be done and we need more people on the job site. That is a problem that no single construction company will ever solve by themselves. It's a systematic problem. It involves ISU, it involves College of Eastern Idaho, it involves the union, it involves the INL, it involves everybody in the industry and the AGC is the one place where everyone can get to the table and tackle that tough problem. And I think it's results like that that bring people to the agency. So back to your question, we've had a tremendous success this year because despite all the problems of the pandemic and the related government shutdown, construction kept working because the team at AGC kept working. And because we were out there knocking on doors and opening windows to get people on construction sites, construction's had a pretty habit and a lot more Idahoans would be out of work if we weren't doing what the AGC does. That's that's fantastic. We had a little glitch right there, but that that really makes me yeah. But I that that's an that is such an interesting thing, such a wonderful wonderful thing that you guys are doing. I I like that they're keeping people in work. Like I talked to a lot of contractors over this this time or you know this pandemic. Just hey, how are things going? And most of them have been like, hey, we're still as busy as ever. We still have so much going on, and and I think maybe that kind of goes unrecognized as to why they've been so fortunate to be able to be considered essential or whatever to what you guys are doing at AGC. It's one of those things that um, great things don't happen by accident. And so uh, when the governor's very first executive order came out, it had a whole paragraph on construction. I may have sent that to him. Uh, I didn't write it. I actually, (laughs) my my colleague at the AGC of California wrote it. I imported it to Idaho and sent it to the governor and he put in the executive order. So right from the very beginning, we were there. And then we spent months. I tell you, there's probably not a mayor in the state I haven't talked to in the last year because we wanted to make sure that every location kept going. And for all of that, we lost two. Uh, There were two counties in Idaho that shut down construction for a significant amount of time. uh, in in Blaine County, the Sun Valley area, the outbreak there was just so tremendous that they shut down. Really and then in, 
in Teton County up just north of you, uh, they shut down as well there. And that had to do with the fact that um, it's a small county with lots of growth and the construction workers come in from out of state. Yeah. And so they didn't want people going back across the borders. And so, but everywhere else, construction kept going and that didn't happen by accident. No, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Cool. That, that is you. pretty good. You know, this, you, you just mentioned something too that, that I wanted to ask you about, Wayne. I mean, we can't get enough workers here. And it's probably not just an Idaho problem. The problem exists nationally with people looking for more people to get things done. We have a tremendous growth opportunity. But what, what can we do to attract more workers here, whether we're bringing them from the grassroots up or we're, we're trying to import them from other places? How do we help that problem? I think there's a couple of things we can do. Uh, the first is, um, let's grow them ourselves. There are people in Idaho who are working two part-time jobs for minimum wage without benefits that if they only knew there was a job waiting for them in construction, they could do it, right? Um, I was in the Magic Valley. This was probably a year and a half ago. And I stopped at the McDonald's as I'm known to do and have lunch. And there were a couple <laughs> of the guys out back smoking cigarettes, so I went out back and asked him, I said, look, you guys are young, healthy. Why are you working at McDonald's? And their answer was, well, it's the only job I can find in Rupert. Well, just down the road, there's a construction company hiring. Yep. Just down the road. And I said, well, why aren't you coming down here? And, you know, um, and so we have to educate them. And that's why things like the work that you do at ISU, the construction combine, these type of innovative things are just show people it's a possibility. You put a, that, that uh, automatic roofing gun in someone's hand and you can hook them. They want to be a construction worker after that, right? It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, right. I, got a, I got a funny little story I want to add on that is a good friend of mine is a contractor here in Idaho Falls. And um, my sons work for him. And my daughter, uh, while she was going to college, was working at a fast food joint, you know, to, to, to do her thing and get her through. And um, she would keep sending guys that was working in her place to my friend for jobs. <laughs> and um, to be honest with you, my, my buddy came up to me one day and just says, first of all, your daughter is my number one recruiting agent. <laughs> and number two, I take, you know, if they come with a fast food on their resume and they've been there, you know, for a substantial time, I always hire them because the people that come from that environment, number one, know what it means to work and meet deadlines. And number two, don't want to go back to the fast food. <laughs> and they are, they're my best crew. He, he calls them my fast food crew, you know, and, and he loves them. So, I mean, it, it sometimes it is right. Is making, right. Um, making the, the, that, that population, the underemployed population aware of that there is an industry begging for people who know how to work and, and are willing to be trained. So you're exactly right. Like I said, I grew up on a small family farm just north of Blackfoot, five kids in our family. Well, my brother now owns the farm and runs it. The other four of us had to go find something else to do, right? That's, that story is repeating itself all across Idaho. We could, you know, if people just knew, it's the best untold story. Uh, out of the six most uh, highest number of jobs in construction. So you think of that laborer, uh, foreman, uh, five of the six, the wage in Idaho is higher than their counterparts in any other industry in Idaho. The average construction worker makes almost double the average wage in Idaho, and he gets benefits. 
and she gets paid time off and she can live anywhere in the state she wants and have a horse or a snowmobile um, and travel for work. It's a great story. Now it's not easy, right? You got to be able to show up on time. You got to be able to follow a straight line. You need basic math skills. You need to be able to read a blueprint. And quite frankly, you have to be able to pass a drug test. Yeah. And if you can't pass a drug test, we can't put you in a piece of equipment. So there are limiting factors, but I think there are people in Idaho that if they just had the opportunity, and again, I keep coming back to Scott. That's why the combine is such a great idea. Take these people who are, underemployed or unemployed and put a nail gun in their hand and let them go to town. Yeah. And they come away from that thinking I can do this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, Dwayne, that you mentioned that like we, so we got our combine going this year again. And like, I, we had to get out and recruit pretty hard to get, I, I, I offered 74 seats in the Pocatello combine and we're, but we're right now, I, I kind of shook the butt bushes a little bit over the last week. And we're at, I have 81 people that have applied. Um, and so we, we kind of allow to go over just a little bit, just, you know, in case people you always have some fallout like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, cause, it, and I think the other thing that people don't realize with the construction industry is I look back in the people that I know that have done well financially and successfully in life. And I would say at least 75% of them were in the construction business. You know, the, the, the amazing yeah. thing about so we just gave our lifetime achievement award to Milford Terrell. Um, he was on the State Board of Education for a while. He's a plumber, grew up an orphan here in the Boise area, um, never went to college, became an apprentice plumber at the age of 16, and now owns one of the largest, you know, one of the 50 largest companies in Idaho. Um, and he's done it all. On his, it's it's amazing. When we interviewed him about this Lifetime Achievement Award, I asked him, what are you the proudest about? He goes, my employees, over time, mm-hmm. we've spun off almost another 50, 60 independent companies from people who learned the trade from me and are now running their own company. And he said, they're my competitors, but I feel like they're my grandchildren because <laughs> I helped train them. Yeah, and it's a wonderful story. It's a Absolutely. great story. And, and that's what's kind of neat, too, about contractors and just the people that we've met. Again, you know, construction combat. I grew up in the construction industry. My dad was a, you know, was a, a subcontractor and stuff. And like, but yeah, just the willingness to help. That I mean, just the desire. I mean, they, they need to make money. They I mean, and they understand. I mean, the, some of the best businessmen are, are builders, but the, the most generous hearts a lot of times are builders. Like they're guys out there, con- contractors that are in the industry that one, they take a chance on a kid or take a chance on an individual, or they come up and they kind of are like, Hey, this, this needs to happen in the community. So, Hey, we're going to donate time or money to building that. It's just, it's just a neat story, but Hey, could I turn just a little bit, Wayne, I have another kind of question I would love to just ask you. We've kind of asked, like, what's attracted contractors and, and other people into the to AGC, but what brought you to AGC? What is kind of your story of, of, of being the, you know, the grand Pumbaa, what, uh, you know, the great, the great leader, um, su- the, the superior? What else was I supposed to say? Uh, let, me, let me tell you, <laughs> I am the last person you want on a construction site. I, I cannot hang a picture. I cannot um, paint a straight line. I, I, I did not grow up in construction. I didn't do that. 
Um, but just like I want to hire a painter to fix my furnace, the AGC decided they didn't necessarily need a contractor to be their CEO. But I, before coming to the AGC, I spent 18 years in government, both at the federal and state level. Um, I worked in Washington, D.C. for two senators. I was a lobbyist in D.C. And then I worked at the U.S. Department of Agriculture here in Idaho for six years. And then I worked for Governor Otter his first two terms. And after 18 years in government, I'm so happy not to be a government employee. (laughs) 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 I say that knowing that all three of you are technically government employees. But I do. (laughs) Anybody who works in the government can tell you that when it comes to problem solving, government's the worst vehicle to do it because you can see a problem. You can all agree on what the answer is to get there, but there's so many bureaucratic BS roadblocks in the way that you can almost never actually solve the problem, right? It's even worse in education because you have all the government bureaucracy and all the higher ed bureaucracy on top of it. But Anywhere in government, no matter where I worked in government, there was always a problem with, well, we can't do that because Senator so-and-so doesn't like it that way. Or we can't do that because the governor made a promise 15 years ago that he wasn't ever going to do. There's always a, some roadblock. Oh, you can't do that in Pocatello because then you've got to do something in Rexburg as well. Or you have, There's always some excuse. Contractors don't care. They do not suffer fools. They do not care for roadblocks. My very first meeting with the agency board of directors after they'd given me the job, we sat down to do some goal setting. And they said, we want you to go do this, go do this, do this. And the list got pretty long. <laughs> and I said, look, these are some pretty big mountains you're asking me to move. And the contractor next to me leaned back and said, you know, Wayne, I'm an excavator. I move mountains every day. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to find a better excuse yeah, awesome. because they, they, I love working for contractors. They are no nonsense, get the job done. If it's a good business sense, let's do it. If it's not good business sense, let's not do it. And there's so little waste in construction because everything is such a thin margin that uh, I thoroughly enjoy the people I work with. They're just wonderful people. And like I said, I felt like when I worked for the government, I was a great government employee, I think. I, I felt the mission. I was there to help people. I was there to make government better. But there's only so much you can do. And I found that being on the outside, I can still affect government, but show a lot more results. Yeah, thank you. You know, I think we're getting a little short on time here. I want to make sure we get uh, Wayne an opportunity maybe to talk about something about, hey, where he hopes uh, AGC is going to go. Um, if people want to reach out to you, Wayne, or your team, you know, how could they best get in touch with you? 2021 is looking like it's going to be robust. What kind of What kind of plans do you have? Well, we're doing um, uh, a lot of things uh, to prepare for construction season. You know, the the building side of the thing keeps going all year. The highway side kind of slows down a little in the winter. Uh, And so our next big event is in March, March 12th, we have our annual ITD Highway Forum. And it's an opportunity for anybody who works in highway construction, agency member or non-agency member, anybody to sit down with the leadership of ITD statewide and talk about what's going on. and uh, I'll tell everybody who cares, it's, it's just idahoagc.org. Click on the event button. You can find all this type of stuff. Right now, we're in the midst of training. I've got first aid training, OSHA training, uh, Army Corps of Engineer training. Today, we're doing scaffolding training. We've got 
online training, in-person training in Idle Falls, Twin Falls, Pumpkin, you name it. Right now, while it's cold, we're doing training. And so if anyone's looking for anything like that, we're going to go on. We are excited, though, that as soon as it gets a little warmer, um, we're doing a clay shooting tournament in Blackfoot. It's the first time we've done this in eastern Idaho. I think it's scheduled for early June. Um, it's open to anybody, members, non-members, anybody who wants to uh, the, um uh, get together. We also uh, have our annual golf tournament. We host it in Blackfoot as well later in the summer. But uh, both of those events are on that event calendar. It's a great way to mix and mingle and get to know people. Uh, with COVID, we are a little careful, uh, but we'll make sure it's safe. And hopefully by then, we'll be able to get a pretty good sized group together. That's awesome. That's, that's terrific. Hey, Scott, before we go, are there any last words from you? You want to you wanna chip in anything to finish it out? I, you know, I just, I, just a couple things. Just, I just wanted to say thanks to Wayne and thanks to AGC. Like we, we felt like we found a real great partner and with our projects, um, there's other things that we've been doing uh, besides the construction combine. Con- the combine is, is a great, we're really excited about that event, but we also recognize like the need for more training and how AGC kind of is, is partnered with us on, on doing a lot of this stuff and kind of trying to figure out, especially on this side of the state, like AGC is, you know, centered there in, in Boise and, um, and they have an office over here. I think it's in Idaho Falls. Is that right, Wayne? For the most part, we're doing a WPCM class in Blackfoot. Um, we, we did a first aid in Pocatello not that long ago, but most of our training is up in the Idaho Falls area. And so we're we just really, really grateful. It's just neat to see these opportunities and see these organizations that are very community-centered. And so thanks, Wayne, for, for all you do for, for the, con- the Combine and, and, our, and your partnership with that. So thank you. Well, we, we value our partnership with ISU. We think you all are doing a great job. And we're, we uh, tell people about the trainings you guys offer all the time as well, because we don't, to us, we want to make the industry safer, better, stronger. It doesn't matter if we deliver that or you deliver that or someone else delivers it. So anything we can do to help. But we think you all are doing a great job there at ISU. I'm proud to be from Bengal country and think you all are doing a, uh, anything we can do to help. We're happy to do it. Excellent. Thank you very much, Wayne. All right. Hey, uh, Jason, I think we're close to the end of this thing, right? I didn't have a buzzer coming on up, but uh, I I feel like we're there. So uh, I want to say thank you to Wayne Hammond for joining us today. He's the CEO of the largest uh, advocacy group for construction here in Idaho. Now, he can't hang a painting and he can't paint a straight line straight out of his mouth. He leads that group and has done a fantastic job uh, here. Uh, and AGC in general is a national group doing doing fine work. And so we're proud to be uh, associated with them. And for the work that you're doing with our construction combine support you give uh, across the states, not just in Pocatello, because things taken off for that way, too. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you for that support. Uh, we hope our audience has had a chance to learn a little bit more uh, tonight, uh, today uh, on this uh, podcast about AGC. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, he gave you the website. I think it was uh, www.agc or idahoagc.org, right? Yeah, you can you can reach him there or his team there. They got a fine team. It's small, but they're they're feisty. So reach out to them. They can all probably draw straighter lines than he can. Uh, we are sweet. Uh, please look for us online at cetrain.isu.edu. Let us know what you think. If we need to do something different, you'd like us to cover something. Uh, that's what we're here for. You all, uh, you have a safe time out there. Thank you again, Wayne. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining Sweet Talk. Right now. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne.